Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 463. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from the splashy town of Merritt, B.C. Uh, what a clusterfuck we've gone through in the last uh, week or so. Um, actually not. It's just since Sunday. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk some football and that whole thing, yada, 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 yada. Um there, there are two towns. I live in one. Charles lives in the other. We are both underwater. I'm not. I'm up high on the ground on, on a mountain, and Charles is also at the top of a mountain or on one anyhow. So neither one of us are truly being affected by this other than the inability to move around correctly. Um, Merritt is in a complete uh, evacuation. The entire 7,500 7, occupants have been asked to leave. Uh, Abbotsford is just a small area of, well, it's actually a big area. The Sumas Prairie used to be the Sumas Lake. It wants to be a lake again. Um, and that's it. Abbotsford is quite a large place, so it's not quite as affected, as much as affected, but it is huge. I mean, the loss of life in animals alone in Abbotsford is massive. They're saying well over a thousand animals so far, maybe more depending on the count of the town. There are actually about 10,000, 3,000 in that area. Um, so they've done a good job getting a lot of them out. They did a good job of moving them, and a lot of them were not quite as in risk as others. So um, just depends on the grade of the land. So anyhow, um, that kind of sucks. Uh, Merritt, uh, we got hit by uh, something very unusual because it wasn't – we didn't get a lot of rain. Everybody else got tons and tons of torrential rain, but very little was happening here. Um, but what happens is the water from the mid-range on the Pocahalla from the side towards Merritt, everything comes down through this town on a little river called – the Coldwater River, and uh, Coldwater River didn't like it. It uh, busted its banks all over the place, took out the entire fucking town. The entire town was underwater. Uh, it's uh, pretty devastating looking at some of the pictures. I've been fighting with, not fighting, I've been working very diligently to rescue animals out of uh, uh, the, Mer- the town of Merritt that are college farms. There are friends, Adam and Jen, uh, Van Leeuwen, um, uh, yeah, we uh, I've been pulling horses out of there. We got them up at our ranch here, and then I'm bring, bringing them water, and we're doing whatever we can to help things out. Uh, taking people in, people staying here. Ah, it, it's a big clusterfuck. Uh, but, you know, you do what you've got to do. It's one of those things. People reached out and helped us when we were evacuated during the wildfires, and uh, you've got to reciprocate. you got to... Make sure that you step up and do what you have, can do. And it's not because they helped us for during the wildfires. We would have done this no matter what. You just help friends out. Uh, Barrowtown Pipe Pump Station in Abbotsford was scheduled to fail. Uh, 
500 volunteers showed up and sandbagged the entire facility so the water did not get into the motors, into the pump area. It did not fail. Uh, they saved it. They saved thousands and thousands and thousands of animals. Uh, it's amazing these people showed up late at night. They were told that they weren't needed. It was not needed. It was well under control. Somebody showed up there, and there was nobody there. There was nothing going on. It was, and so they got on the radios and the phones and called people in, and 500 people showed up there within a couple hours. They worked through the night sandbag and Barrowtown pump station and uh, successfully saved it. Uh, good on you. Uh, Coquihalla is destroyed. It's going to be, I'd be surprised if they get it open by the end of summer next year. Uh, It's done. The the bridges are gone. The the water's going where it's not supposed to be. It's it's toast. Uh, The Fraser Canyon is not any better. Not as many places have been breached, but still uh, they're in an area in which it's just very difficult to work. Uh, Highway 3 is the one that's going to open up first, and that's going to allow the people, the trapped in hope, to come up to the interior, and we're going to get our supply chains back. All the grocery stores in town here, or not in town because Merritt's closed, but in Kamloops are absolutely empty because, you know, the refugees are there, and plus all the idiots that are out there hoarding now because they can or they feel this need that they're going to run out of toilet paper or something stupid. So they've literally emptied the shelves of everything in the grocery stores. looks like Moscow in there. In fact, probably Moscow doesn't look that bad. Anyhow, I've rambled enough time here. I'm going to open up my mics for my friends here. Uh, Will in Calgary and Charles in Abbotsford. Uh, Will's really been uh, a spectator in all of this, but then, well, Charles, you've been a spectator too, but I guess uh, uh, Anne-Marie's been missing from you for a couple of days, eh? Charles, you're my co Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Yeah, she's uh, off uh, at her cousin's in Chilliwack, mainly because there's no way to get from Chilliwack to Abbotsford, which is strange because it's only like a 15-minute drive, but, um, yeah, uh, (laughs) I've never seen anything like this before. Well, it it flooded just like this, very similar to this uh, in 1990. Yes, I heard. Again, in in 1982. Uh, But fortunately, and fortunately this time as well, the Barrowtown pump station did not fail, and uh, everything kind of returned to normal eventually. So uh, I, I, I I, I don't think there's a lot of infrastructure that was damaged in Abbotsford, I do know that the uh, because the it is below the floodplain that they all have city water out there on all those rural properties have city water, and I know yes. the water main has been breached. It, it, it was eroded and it was breached, so they're going to have to fill that, uh, fix that before they can get the water system and flush it all out. Um, but that's the only infrastructure that I see that's really been damaged. I mean, there could be roads and stuff going, but nothing that in um, in Merritt here we've lost our fresh water, and we've also lost the sewage treatment plant. So oh no, kind of need the sewage treatment plant because that's kind of an important thing when you have uh, seventy five hundred people, um, and they say that they're they have to pump it out to get into it, to evaluate, to find out what they need to fix, then they need to fix it, 
And once they fix it, it takes five days to get the system up and running. So we're talking about probably two weeks before these people can return home here. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen in, in Abbotsford. And, I mean, the, the, the pump station is pumping as best they can. They're barely keeping up. Uh, I know the water has gone down about five or six feet, from what I understand. So that's definitely a yeah. good thing because they were in the freezer. They, they, the cow, the cows were swimming out. So um, yep. it, it was not a good thing. This was not a good thing for anybody. And last night so. was particularly a scary night with the thought that the um, that the um, pump was gonna was gonna fail because that would have yeah. turned it. Uh, a bad, a really bad situation. Much, much, much worse. So, uh, and I'm well, thankful for those people that actually went out. Sorry, was that? No, you're you're right. We're very thankful yeah. for that. Yep, I went if out to gas, do if, that because if, if the pumps failed, because they would have failed if the water got into the pump station. Elect, right. You know, the electronics would have crapped out and everything else. And when that happens, then more than likely the Fraser River would have pushed the dam over. Yeah. Okay. And the Fraser River would have been it would have literally just filled up the Sumas Prairie, or would be now be the Sumas Lake, and it would be devastating. And this water would go right to Bellingham. Yep. I mean, it just it would go right across the U.S. border. I mean, the whole flood, the original flood was the Nooksack in Washington State broke its bank and came north. That was the original thing. Then the Better River broke its bank or its dike and went into Glendale, and that wiped out Glendale, Yarrow, and that side of things. And then we were looking at the Fraser coming. Fraser wanted to join the party. And uh, thankfully, thankfully, as you said, these uh, very kind people showed up and, and saved the day. Yeah. And, and then what the Thankfully. fuck is it with this fire? What was the, what the fuck was going on with this fire? Yeah, I don't know why, but that RV uh, that RV place just went up. Um, that's what I woke up to. I woke up to all these different posts and uh, an RV place. Well, I don't know exactly what happened. All I know is that an RV uh, lot uh, went up in flames, and I think there was something like twenty two RVs that got destroyed or something like that. Oh, I think it was my friend. Uh, it might I have been. Pretty good picture of, I had a pretty good picture of it. It lined up like there's them in a line, and the line is on fire, and then you can see all the propane tanks exploding, and then the next line yep. starts on fire, and it just kept going and going and going. Yep. It was terrible. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was Fraser Way RV. It, it was one of their storage facilities. Right. These are all brand spanking yep. new RVs, and uh, they just went boom. <laughs> they just blew up. It's just there's a. I just posted a picture to you guys. I don't know if it's up yet. I'm just but. looking at it here. Wow, <laughs> that one I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Wow. I love drones. Drones are fun. I have one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's bring William into the show here, buddy. How are you doing over in Calgary? You're feeling bored? Is it boring over in that town? Like, come on, there's no Scott. I I I tell everybody all the time 
that I like my boring life. Okay? <laughs> and I do. I love my boring life. Okay? Because, you know, we, we don't have... We don't have any oceans here. We don't have many lakes here. And we have mountains on one side of us, so we're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. So, I, actually, you know. Actually, you know. Well, don't you, you want this kind, kind of funny excitement? <laughs> no. 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 Um, no. No. I, I, I have done my share of sandbagging when I lived in Manitoba because every spring we used to have floods and we used to go out and sandbag nonstop for days on end. And you know what? It's not that much fun. Really? I'm just saying, it's not that much fun. Okay, so I don't miss it at all. Absolutely not at all. And and I, I feel for the people in BC because this is this is this is a tragedy, okay? No. And people displaced oh, and homeless and, and yeah. And so now I I don't know. Was this all caused by heavy rain? Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They said yeah. we got they, a month worth of rain in forty-eight hours. Wow. Yeah. They got six six inches of rain in one day and six inches of rain in the next day. And that was from Vancouver to pretty much into the Okanagan. Uh, We didn't get any rain here at all in Barrett. We just didn't. And uh, we don't get six inches of rain in the entire year. That's a year's worth of rain for us. But it just flooded every, every river. I mean, the water flows downhill, right? Guess what? Yep. It hardly it hardly rains here in Calgary either. So, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So. So I'm talking to a buddy of mine, and he's he's put up one of these posts that says, "Welcome to Jumanji, British Columbia." Right. Yeah. Because everything that happened in Jumanji, right? And I turned around and sent him a link to a uh, newly discovered active volcano just east of Quinnell. And he starts laughing his ass off. He says, that is not the response I was expecting. Because, we, you know, we've just had, we've had COVID, we had wildfires, and we've had floods, and now we've got a volcano? Like, fuck, where's the locust? You know, yeah. flying monkeys and frogs falling out of the sky. I mean, shit. It's not the apocalypse. So a lot of a lot of people a lot of people must feel out of control. You had two years of COVID, then you had fires yeah. all summer, then you had fires all summer, and now you yeah. have this. And the same town. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. you can't even. It doesn't even get cold enough there to freeze all the water because you could have ice roads. You know, that would probably help. I don't know. I'm just oh, saying. It, it was minus 12 today. Well, was it really? Wow. Yeah. You know, how many people, I mean, it's you know how many people... Not here. You know how many people are going to pull global warming out of their asses now? So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
Amazing. What was that? Are you cutting out there? I said you cut. No, I couldn't tell what you were saying. I shouldn't. I said one day I went to meet Greta and swap the pitch. Okay. Is it, I'm hooked up on my, my phone right now. Is it not working, bro? Uh, it's a little choppy. It's got better there, but it was choppy there for a second. Okay. Well, we'll see what You seem to be going in and out. A little bit, yeah. Damn. Sounds better now. So that okay. Well, we'll just keep going and see what happens. Go from there. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess. What's that? That's what we do. Uh, this is nothing but gibberish. Hang on. Okay. I'm standing by. Stand by. Am I still here? I'm going to open this up and I'm going to mute this. Oh, he definitely muted something. I think he muted all of us. Is anyone there? I'm I'm still here, Charles. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's gone all of a sudden. Yep. All I hear, all I heard is I'm yep. gonna mute this, and then he was gone. Yeah, he'll probably talk to himself for ten minutes and then realize he's not probably talking. Probably wondering he's oh, he's not talking back to us. I don't know why. Yeah. So. Okay, okay, okay. So calm down. Calm down. There we there go. go. I'm trying. To. That's much better. Okay. That's much better. It's, it's, I'm back. I'm back doing exactly the same thing I was doing five minutes ago. Oh. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll just keep going, okay? Okay. Tell me if it sucks. No, it's good okay. now. Okay. The moment. I got Sparky's list up. The first game was Hamilton into Toronto. This was Toronto's first game in a in three, four days. Uh, Hamilton, uh, this, this was pretty much as expected by me, not the boys. Uh, Hamilton lost this one 12 to 31. They don't have a quarterback. What did you expect? Um, okay, so uh, CJ picked uh, Toronto at 42 points. It was actually 43, so I got 140 points for this victory. Yay, CJ. It was a pretty good game. I didn't mind this one so much. Uh, I, I, You know, everything that Will has said about Mazzoli came true in this game. He just did not win. The big question is, why did we go the entire game, Steinauer, with one quarterback who was so ineffective? Why did you not bring Dane? This was an important game for you. You're playing for a playoff home game, and you run with Mazzoli the entire game? It was pathetic. It was a terrible football game for Hamilton. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to toss the coach under the bus on this one. He just should have done something. So, anyhow, Charles, you picked Hamilton. You lost. You picked him by yep. 47 points. You're off by four. You got 34 points for this game. Go ahead. Oh, boy. What um... – I just remember going back to the beginning of the season, everyone saying Hamilton is going to powerhouse. Everyone's picking Hamilton to win the Grey Cup. And this is, they're going to be the class of the league. They're going to destroy everybody. They're going to finish first place in the East. They might go undefeated. Uh, yeah, reality's not so uh, kind to them. This is just a, a team that I just think people overrated. I guess maybe they thought they were better, but they've just been so consistently inconsistent all year. Um, and, yeah, I'm with you. Why is Dane Evans not coming into this game? I mean, it doesn't understand that. Even for a little bit, he didn't come in early. He can't, he's got one stat. He had a one-yard run for a touchdown. So he was obviously playing, but why did they not use him? I mean, Jeremiah Mazzoli was not getting things done. That 326 yards is passing is massively misleading. He threw two interceptions, no touchdowns. And, hey, this was a game where they were trying to uh, get into first place. They were playing the team they were fighting for for first place. They are playing their main rival, and they lay an egg. Just uh, an awful game for the Ticats. And basically they're just handing Toronto first place is what they did. Uh, because, quite frankly, they were just not competitive in this game. And... Um, I guess technically they still can get – no, actually they can't. So, yeah, they handed Toronto first place, and they come up with a with an egg of a game. Toronto played pretty well. I mean, they weren't spectacular, but they were they were solid. But Cloud Bethel-Thompson um, throws for uh, 250 yards. DJ Foster rushes 47. I saw a stat today that floored me. McLeod Bethel-Thompson – is now seventh all-time in passing yardage for the Toronto Argonauts. And think about that. They're one of the oldest teams. Well, I think they are the oldest team in the CFL. And he's been in and out of the lineup. He's never really been the full-time starter. And he's seventh all-time in passing. And I think he's only been there like three years or something like that. I just couldn't believe that stat when I saw it. But, uh... Anyways, uh, a good one for the Argos to win in front of, uh, you know, whoever decided to show up. And they're going to host the Eastern Final in three weeks. So we'll see if that works out for them. Uh, It'll be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't believe Hamilton. I mean, they really needed to win that game. They they handed it. You're right. They handed it to Toronto, and it's just like shit, man. Like you're you you could have had a, a home playoff game. You could have had the bye. You could have a lot of things. Now we don't even know if you're going to get a home playoff game because if Montreal wins and you get beat up by is it Winnipeg, I uh, you're done. No, it's Calgary's playing Winnipeg. I don't know. They're playing somebody. Right. Somebody uh, that they're not going to be able to win. playing Saskatchewan. That's right. They're playing, playing the Riders. And, you know, the, the odds of them beating the Riders are pretty slim. 
Pretty well, clear. they may have a shot because I heard today that the Riders are, are um, sitting a bunch of their starters. Yeah. But Yeah. Okay. But they can still beat them. I'm not saying they can't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to say about this. It was just not a – wasn't a wonderful football game. Anyhow, I'm going to bring up William here. And, uh, William, you picked the hammer as well at 45 points. And you were off by two. You got 38 points. But nothing for the big victory, man. Um, nope. You watch this? I guess, did you watch this? I guess I should. Yes, I did. I guess I should listen to myself sometimes. Again, sometimes I don't listen to myself. I've been saying for two years, three years, Jeremiah Mazzoli is not a good quarterback. And he proved yeah. it. He's not a good quarterback. I don't think he's a CFL starter. And I think Hamilton has to blame the coaching staff on their shitty season. Because let's face it, in 2019, Mazzoli got hurt with the first four games of the season. They put in Dane Evans. He was a rookie. And he took them to the promised land. And they were pretty good. So I don't know why they're stuck on Mazzoli because I've never thought he was a good quarterback. And I don't know. They just, you you would think the biggest game of the year they'd be up for it, but Toronto just walked in and fucking stomped on them. Okay? It wasn't even close. wasn't even close. No. So I didn't enjoy that game because it was kind of boring. And, of yeah. course, the uh, law office of Bethel Thomas, hey, did their thing. So I guess Toronto uh, is uh, once again a powerhouse in the CFL. <laughs> well, in the Eastern Division, they are. No question. They are right now. Yep, um, yep they are. Mazzoli and Matt Nichols, I don't see any difference between the two of them. Yeah, there is. What? There is. Mazzoli can actually run with the ball. Yeah, Great. He's, he's got better mobility. The ball. And, and, and he's got better hair than uh, Matt Nichols. Oh, God. Okay. I, I would shave his head. That's the most disgusting there is. He reminds me of the rock on... on um, uh, Moana, <laughs> the Disney <laughs> movie. Yeah, sorry, I haven't yeah, no. watched that spectacular. I have. Oh, I, I, I probably seen it about four hundred times. I, I live with my grandkids. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, I, I get uh, it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. There, there's some, some quarterbacks in this league who are, have a job simply because there's nobody better. Yep. I agree. I agree. Although I think, uh, I think uh, I can't do have someone better and they're not playing them. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about either. It's weird. I don't know what that's all about. I think it's politics. I think it's politics, which who knows. Well, the thing is, they makes more money. Yeah, yes, I, I think guess. And then, more money. 
And then what they have to look for to this summer is, or this fall is, so uh, both of those guys, I think both of those guys are free agents this year. Yes, they are. That's correct. So, so who do you sign? Maybe they can try and go out and find Absolutely. someone completely different from either one. You never know. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, what I'm thinking. Right. So but look at this. Look, what team needs a quarterback? Yeah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. How many teams need a quarterback? Hamilton. Not many. Ottawa. Ottawa. I'm not happy with Montreal, uh, Edmonton, BC. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, there's only three teams with quarterbacks. There's only three teams with quarterbacks. Yeah, but you know what? I like uh, I like the guy in in Edmonton right now, Cornelius. I think he showed something, and they also <laughs> he and they what? also signed. What did he show? And they've. He shows that he can move the ball. He hasn't won any games, uh, granted, okay? He won yesterday. But he did also, win a game. won yesterday. Yeah, I know. They, that's right, but that's the first one in six, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm just saying. And then they have then they have Arbuckle that they signed to the extension. So they're set on their quarterback, I think. Well, I'm sure they think they are. But then yeah. Ottawa thought that they were set with Dominic Davis and Jonathan Jennings. Right. And Toronto they thought they were Man Nichols, and they you, were they were in the promised with Man Nichols. Yeah, but you got to try it before it's it it proves that it's good or bad. So they'll probably go through that. Oh, process. I agree. And and you have to also look at is this uh, is this Mike Riley's last season. Well, that's what I said. I included BC in that list. I don't think it's Mike Riley's last season. He another year on his contract. It's like Boda. And I think Mike will be back. I don't think he wants to go out missing the playoffs like four years in a row. Well, that's if he comes back. Because this is three years in a row that he's missed it. Or whichever, three years. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to come back to play that misses for years in a row. We don't really want that. <laughs> I, I, I want nope. him to come back because I, I still believe he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I just uh, don't want him to miss a playoffs of a fourth straight year. Mm-hmm. That would be bad. Anyways, yeah. we spent okay. uh, a long time on the first Enough game. time. Okay. Yeah, but we talked a lot about the flooding. So, um, the second game up was uh, less than stellar. Uh, it was the Calgary Stampeders coming into BC to play the Lions. Uh, Calgary won this game thirty-three twenty-three for a total score of fifty-six. I picked BC at forty-two. I ended up with a mere fourteen points on this game, uh, and. Uh, I was just not impressed with the Lions. They just didn't look they didn't they didn't look hungry. They just didn't look like they wanted to play football. And I again we're having problems with the kicker. Was that the right game? Did we have problems with the kicker? 
don't know. This no, not particularly. Of issues. No, I don't think the kicker was that no. bad. No, it was. He was three for was three. The, uh, yeah, it was the other game that was not so good. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it just it just didn't didn't look like they were trying to play football. They weren't protecting Mike Michael, and uh, I don't know. The DBs were playing a decent game. That's the only thing I gotta say. Hey Charles. Yep. You talk about your hometown team. I honestly thought this game was kind of there for the taking for the BC Lions, but you're right. They they, they look like a team that's just trying to get through the motions and get this season over with. Because uh, even though I mean they still had, uh, if they won that game, they still mathematically had a shot at the playoffs had they come through with a win. But this was a team that just didn't come out uh, like they should have. I thought they. They made some dumb mistakes uh, at times. Um, they, you know, this is kind of a broken oh, that, record from right from the beginning. But up with the timeout, that timeout on the kick—that's what I was thinking of. The oh, end of the right. first half. Yes. That was just ridiculous. That was too just many, like stupidity. Too many, too many men on the field. We. we Back the ball, they went down and scored. Yep. Yeah. Why did he go with him? I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a coaching. I don't out. know. Yeah. But you're right. They, they were a team that just didn't seem like they were into it. Um, uh, it's been a long season again in BC for the second year in a row. Uh, they just uh, they did not look at all interested in Calgary. Was like I said before, like. Calgary was not uh, super terrific or anything like that. Actually, one thing that did kind of impress me, the Lions actually had a running game in this game, which we haven't yes, seen all Butler year. Well. Uh, James Butler, 11 carries for 89 yards, 8.1 yards per carry. They probably should have given him the ball more. But, um, yeah. And really, when you look at it, the Lions, you know, offensive stats were actually better than the Stampeders in pretty much every category, except for one. The one is touchdown. Four. And that's the one that really matters, that and the score. Um, but, yeah, the, um, they outrushed them. They outpassed them. They did everything except outscore them. And that's really the main thing you need to do. And they didn't do it, and they're out of the playoffs again. And Calgary is in. They're not going to get second because Saskatchewan won, but they're at the dance. And let's face it, at the beginning of this season, I think a lot of people probably thought that the Stampeders were not going to be in the playoffs. So they were able to survive it. So good for them. And the Lions, well, it's time to start planning for next year. Well, you know, Mike Riley, he finishes the season – the season's not over, obviously. We've got one game left. But currently, he is number one in passing. He has the second yep. highest efficiency rate. Um, his interception to touchdown ratio is 1.5. I, it's just like, come on. It, it, the guy was a machine this year, and the team didn't support him. And I see people complaining about Mike Riley's play, calling him a 
Mr. Two and Out. Two and Out. I don't get that. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got the numbers to back it up. I mean, uh, whatever. The running game, like I said, this was, I think, maybe the first game this year, period, that they've actually had a running game. I don't. That, I think that might be a season high for uh, rushing by a player for the Lions. And it's only 89 yards, so. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll conclude about his Sam Peters now. Yep. Are we going to let him do that? Oh, what the hell. Okay. Well, you want to talk about your team? Um, you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with Calgary's defense. Um, I was impressed with uh, the Reggie Begleton comeback, okay, because I think for most of the game, Bull thought he only had one receiver, and his name was Reggie Begleton. He threw the ball to him constantly and tried to work yeah. him constantly. Yeah, I don't know why you'd um, him and then stop that. And then, and then you can talk about Mike Riley being a good quarterback, which he is, and he has great stats this year, but I guess it all comes down to the wins, baby. And his team's not winning. And Bo Levi has had the worst season ever. He has more, I think he's got more interceptions than he does touchdown passes. And they're in the playoffs. Does that make them a scary team? Um, If their defense plays well, yes, they are a scary team. Because on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. And they've, they've beat Saskatchewan two out of the three times this year. So, I don't know. We shall see what happens. I'm not expecting anything, but we shall see what happens. And they played good enough to win. Interceptions. Say that again? Ten touchdowns, 13 interceptions. There you go. So, Bo Levi has not had had a stellar year. But I also think that they've balanced their attack because Kadeem Carey is playing quite well. So, you never know, man. I'm optimistic. I am I am not – so, number one, I'm not going to go to the game this weekend because I don't intend to freeze. I don't freeze anymore. And they don't have a home playoff game, so I don't have to get cold at all this winter. I'm excited. Oh. Well, I'm going to go to the great You should go to the great cup not, freeze with us. Well, I'm not. I'm not going on Saturday because it's a nothing game now. I don't know if they'll play their starters, and my wife is planning a birthday dinner for me on Saturday, so I can't go. So there you go. Well, that would make sense. There you go. Okay, yeah. Charles. But, back back to your um, observation about beef running game. Okay. Yep. Um. So they've played 13 games. They've ran the ball for 898 yards. Yeah. That's like so if, barely 60 yards or something. So uh-huh. this last game that we just had was above the average for the entire year. They are the lowest rushing team in the league and not by a little bit. That doesn't surprise okay. me at all. 
Who's the highest running game? Oh, it's Montreal. Um, Montreal, that was easy. Yeah, Montreal, and then Winnipeg, and then Edmonton, and then Hamilton, yada, 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 yada. The next closest team to us is Calgary. And they're 200 yards higher than we are. Yeah, but we talked nine yards a game. We talked about about this last week. And once again, I'm going to mention, I don't think the coaching staff is very good. Who's? I I really don't. Who's coaching staff? BC or Calgary? No, BC. I thought they'd be way better this year because of the coaching staff. So, I, I think they. I think BC is a better team this year than they were in 2019. Did that have anything to do with the coaching staff? Maybe, but a coaching staff. This is their first year together. Just like you know, players, their first year together is a bit of a challenge. I yeah. think that we need to keep the team. I think we need to teach the the team together, and and, and go forward with the same model and and try to do, see where it goes next year. Okay, Dumping but, the coach right now would be the dumbest but, thing to do. But, but I would suggest that you get a defensive coordinator. But yes, what is BC's what is BC's record this year? Oh, it's four six, and five nine. and five and too many. No, is it four? Four, four and nine. Five. No. Four and nine, four. yeah. One up one up from Edmonton. No, it can't Okay, four and nine. What was it last year? Or night two thousand nineteen? Five they had five five victories. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't see a difference. Well, technically if well, they do win their final game against Edmonton, that'll be five wins in fourteen games as opposed to five wins in eighteen games. Okay. So it's technically a better winning percentage. Right, you've got but, the same amount of wins in less games. Right. Now, if they played the next three games, who knows what would happen. But, but I'm okay. with uh, and, and, because, quite it, frankly, I don't want to be one of those teams that fires their coaching staff every year and brings in a new one, and then if they don't get it done, they fire them. Because that's what that's teams that do that don't win. It's, it's too much of a knee-jerk reaction. Okay, and, and just just for the record, Will. Um, yes. Because of this COVID schedule, BC played more games against Western opponents than they did Eastern opponents. And well, they do that every year. But you know what I mean? There was more interdivisional play this year than there normally would be. So BC got to play tougher opponents. Because the Western Division is a harder division, regardless of what anybody wants to say. I, if you put BC over in the East, they might have actually been in first place. I mean, Montreal got to beat up on Ottawa four times. And that's just fucking eight points right there. And if we had a competent kicker, we probably could have added three wins to our win total. Easily three wins to the At least. Yeah. Well, it was Saskatchewan alone. Yep. Yeah. And then that one in Toronto. Yeah. But you yeah. chose to go with you chose to go with David Suzuki at the beginning of the year, so 
Oh, it's fucking as bad as Toronto for their Santos. Uh-huh. Was that the same guy that was in D.C.? <laughs> yeah, just a different name. <laughs> oh, Anyways. my good okay. Lord. And you know Let's I'm move on. Can we? because I'm just gloating because this wasn't a good year for kickers. Not at all. No, it was not. Okay. It no, was no, no, no. Not no, just no. the Lions, all around. Winnipeg had no kickers. Yeah, absolutely. He had no kickers. Absolutely. Kicker. It was horrible. <laughs> it was it was horrid. It was absolutely horrid. I mean, there's very yep. few teams that actually had a good kicker all the way through. I've never Ready? seen so many converts missed in a season. <sighs> yeah. Okay, Uh, the third game of the week was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers went into Montreal to play the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, And this was a mean-nothing game for Winnipeg and mean-everything game for Montreal. And it showed. It really showed. Um, Winnipeg rested the majority of their their premier starters. Uh, They went in there with the bus league players and uh, Montreal stomped on them 28, 14 total score of 42 CJ picked Winnipeg at 48. So I was off by six points and got zero for the win. I actually thought Winnipeg was going to do something here. Uh, How stupid was I? I don't know. Um, So I got 30 points for the week before the, for the game. I, (laughs) I was kind of impressed with Winnipeg's backup running back and have been for quite some time. Uh, he's done a great job with Andrew Harris. Not there. I really thought they would have put Andrew Harris in and got him some reps. They might do that this week with Calgary because they're going to be in Winnipeg and they didn't have to fly him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. CJ, the game's in Calgary this week. Yeah, that's right. Is the game in Calgary? I, I apologize. Yep. We were just talking about that. Oh, yeah. Will's, Will's not going to the game. Okay. My bad. Yeah, I – again, we're in the part of the season right now where there was just – there's too much already established in the rankings of the playoffs that the last three – Weeks mean nothing to a lot of teams. And, and they mean a lot to other teams. So, you know, one team is coming out there to play play football, and the other one's going, is playing not to get hurt. And usually when you're playing not to get hurt, you do get hurt. But that's the point. Um, yeah, so I watched the game, not overly impressed with it. That's the best I can do on this one. Charles, you want to? Talk about Winnipeg's uh, dismal performance in Montreal. Uh, I you pick, did not really see this game. You, uh, I picked Montreal. You pick. You pick Montreal. You pick Montreal. Forty points total. You were off by two. You got one hundred and thirty-eight points for this game. Well done. Well, I had heard during the week last week that a bunch of the Bombers starters were sitting. I knew Caleros wasn't starting. Sean McGuire was starting. He's not much of a quarterback. Sorry, Bombers fans. It's true. And it showed. And quite frankly, it was like a regular season. It was like a regular season roster against a preseason roster. And the regular season roster is going to win that game every time. I mean, the Bombers, 
They've got zero to play for. They're going to finish first. Uh, so they're resting their guys. Now, they better be careful about that because we've seen in the past they're going to have the bye. So uh, you can have players that are going uh, nearly a month uh, without playing a meaningful game of football, and that's not always a good thing. And we've seen the teams in the Western Final uh, in the past just that they come out and they're flat and they're, they're rusty because their players haven't played anything meaningful in a month. And, um, you know, they're, they're kind of thrown out of their rhythm. So you got to be careful with that. Uh, I don't know how much the Bombers are going to play their starters this year. I, this week, I can't imagine it's going to be uh, any more than it was last week because that doesn't really make any sense unless – Michael Shea just wants to get some of his guys getting playing time. But, um, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, the Alouettes, they wanting to uh, clinch second place or, or at least uh, keep themselves right up there in the running for second place. And uh, the Bombers really uh, were there just keeping their guys safe and not getting injured. So this game really didn't surprise me. It kind of played out about what I expected uh, all I can say is the Bombers hope, better hope they don't get very many injuries in the playoffs because their second stringers didn't look all that good. They did not, no. Nope. Yeah. No, it was not. Anyhow, uh, where am I here? Boom, here. Uh, William, you picked, you picked Winnipeg. 38 points was yeah. the total score. So you're off by four. You got a goose egg plus 34 points. You're a little better right. than CK on this game, marginally. Okay. So uh, obviously, okay, so number one, CFL rosters are not big enough not to play your starters. Okay, so the main guys that were missing for Winnipeg were Zach Kolaris. Well, that's a big, that's a big main guy. And Sean What's his face is not a quarterback, okay? He had he had thirty he had thirty eight yards passing. Okay? <laughs> thirty eight <laughs> yards. Okay. And they were missing their two offensive tackles, but they played all their other starters. All the receivers were their starting receivers. All their defensive no. line was their starting defensive line. They played. Uh, they played. Uh, what's his face? Middle linebacker number four, Adam Bighill. Adam Bighill. And they, their defense. Their defense was was more or less intact. But it, it's amazing what happens when your offense doesn't stay on the field. What happens to your defense? And I get tired. I would suggest. I would suggest that Winnipeg does not play Zach Kolaris until the Western Final. Because if he even gets a a sprained ankle, they're done. They're a, done. A hangnail. Okay. They're done. Okay. Which you could say that with most starting QBs in the CFL. But I'm telling you, yeah, Montreal had more to play for. Okay, and that's why they won. But once again, I've I've been through this so many years. When when Calgary is done with four games left in the season, and it's really difficult to maintain your momentum. Okay, so let's see. And I, 
I don't know who's going to win this game this weekend because because Calgary's not going to play their starters either. They're not going to put Bo Levi Mitchell in there. I guarantee it. Okay. Okay. So, nope, nope. So who knows, man? But yeah, it was it was a game. I guess I should have picked Montreal, which I have all year long. But I'm an idiot. So, um, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, right now, I still think Montreal is the strongest contender in the East. I really do. I think they have the best quarterback in the East if he's hot. Okay, so. Yeah, but Vernon Adams Jr. is hurt. Well, I know that. No, he's talking about Trevor Harris. I'm trying I know. Trevor Harris. I know who he's talking about. Oh, that was a joke, was it? Ha! Uh, of course. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that's my say. That's my say. Go ahead. Okay. The last game uh, was the Edmonton-Saskatchewan game. Uh, this one... Yeah, Edmonton 20 for Saskatchewan 29. Total score was 53. CJ picked Saskatchewan victory at 50 points. I was off by three, so I got 36. 136 points for this one. Uh, Saskatchewan is a good team. They're really not. Edmonton had absolutely nothing to play for. Saskatchewan was fighting for a playoff position. Well, actually, by that point, they weren't. They they knew they had had a uh, no. They had to win to for the home playoff game. That's what they had to do. And they did. They they, they mailed it in. Not impressed with the Riders at all. Deep sigh on that one. Don't know what to say. Um, Charles, you picked Saskatchewan as, as well at 45 points. You were off by eight. You ended up with 126 for this game. Go ahead. This was the battle of the green. This, this is the second week in a row that Saskatchewan has struggled with Edmonton. Think about that. For mm-hmm. a team that's going into the playoffs wanting to be a Grey Cup contender, you should be uh, steamrolling a team like Edmonton. I'm sorry, you should be. They gave up 88 yards rushing to somebody named Walter Fletcher. Not sure who that is, but he ran for 88 yards on them. Uh, and this is supposed to be a top-notch defense. But, uh, yeah, Taylor Cornelius played pretty well, 224 t- yards and three touchdowns. Another uh, decent game. Will's right. This this kid's not looking that badly. He's starting to get comfortable. So uh, he's only got one more game this Friday against the Lions. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Cody Fajardo against Edmonton. Not a great team. 245 yards. Just an okay day against a team he should be putting up big numbers against. Uh, So this is... um, Again, this is the second week in a row I'm going to say this, but if I'm a Saskatchewan fan, I'm not jumping up and down over this win. Because, again, you're beating a team that's been thumped by pretty much everyone else they played, uh, and you're squeaking by them by five points. 
not exactly a, a confidence builder going into the playoffs. Hundred percent. Cannot argue with you. Huh. It, 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 it was it was not impressive at all. Uh, William, you picked the Edmonton Eskimos. Thirty-nine points total. You're off by fourteen. You got fourteen points for this one. Yeah. Once again, I'm sticking to my guns. I'll never pick Saskatchewan. Um, you know, and and I still think Saskatchewan won this game because of that fucking bogus pass interference call. Okay, I don't know if you guys watched the game. Okay, but um, I don't really have much to say about this game. You guys are right. Saskatchewan mailed it in. But I saw a comment online today from from a typical Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan. His name happens to be <laughs> Phil Miller. Phil Miller. And he said something about how 2017, 2018, and 2019, the reason the Riders weren't there was because of they had some some injuries, okay? And and he was excited that they're not going to play their starters this weekend because that's the reason they haven't won great cups is because of injuries. Well, let's see. The world's greatest quarterback last year was not injured in the playoffs in 2019. He fucking sucked. He was first place overall, and he fucking couldn't bring it home. He sucked, okay? And a bomber team beat him. So, bullshit. And 18 and 17, I'm not even going to comment on those. I mean, it's just dumb, okay? I mean, all you Saskatchewan fans with rose-colored glasses, open your eyes for once, please. They're just not that good. Should we correct them, Charles, or let it go? No, correct no, me. No, correct them. Correct me. Hamilton was first overall in 2019, not Saskatchewan. I'm, I'm talking in the West, okay? You didn't say that. You said first overall. If you said first in the, in the West, West, I wouldn't have argued I don't even. I don't even consider the East ever, okay? I don't consider the East ever. So... There you go. Saskatchewan was first in the West, and they lost the Western Final in Saskatchewan. And and here's my prediction. It's going to be two years in a row. It's not going to be the West Final. It'll be the West Semifinal, but it'll be two years in a row. But Calgary's not playing awesome football. Saskatchewan's not playing very good football. I mean... I, I don't know. It, I just it, don't see either one of those teams beating Winnipeg. I don't either. Not right In now. Winnipeg, I just can't see it. Because I just think Winnipeg yeah, but, is playing at a much higher level but, than either one of those teams. Well, they are, but once again, the great equalizer, okay, it's coming December 6th. Yeah. Playing a football game in Winnipeg, okay, like, that's scary, okay, for both teams. Well, you have, you have to have a running game. Winnipeg does. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. So does Calgary. So does Saskatchewan. 
No, they don't. Oh, yes, I think do. William Powell's a good running back. William Powell is a good running back. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. They don't use them. Well, they might be forced to. Yep. You know, Saskatchewan sixth in the league in in. Oh no, that's something else. Never mind. Uh, yeah, no, no, they were. They're not even middle of the pack in in the running game. They were one up from Calgary. No, okay, well, Ottawa's in there, too. So, okay, so they're fourth out of nine, or the fifth out of nine. Yeah, but they're they're above the middle of the pack. But don't forget Cardi. No, they're not. Below the the middle of the pack. Don't forget Cody Fajardo can run the ball. Cody Fajardo can run the ball, too, okay? He is pretty fast. It goes from the bottom up, Charles. It's BC, Calgary, Ottawa, Saskatchewan. Okay. Okay, so they're, what is that, six? Yes, that's six points out of nine. It's not, that's not a running team. That's not above average. That's below average. All right. Anyhow. Yeah, so they, I mean, Calgary and Beast and Saskatchewan just don't have running games. Not when you're talking about Winnipeg, who is top of the league in the, it, you know, well, second up, month, number one in the West. I'm taking a wheel long line. Okay. Anyhow, let's get back to the game. This 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 one's over. Okay. The next one is Edmonton and Toronto. This is actually week 16. That's kind of why Sparky didn't really put it in. It's part, kind of this, kind of that. I don't know. Edmonton plays twice in one week, three times in two weeks. Uh, it, it, you know what? It's really easy to do this game because we, we watched it yesterday. Uh, Charles, Will, and Christopher all took Toronto to win. We did not. The total score was 20. We all picked uh, Charles, you were at 44. Will, you were at 42. I was at 45. Uh, we, not, not, we got zero points for this game. Every one of us got zero points. This was a junk game. Okay. It just does not change our standings at all. So I actually asked Sparky where, where our – our, our stats are for this game, and uh, in reality, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, I watched games beginning to end last night. Uh, the one thing I've got to say about this is Toronto let Nick Arbuckle go because they were banking their future on Antonio Pipkin. I'm not buying an airline because I think that Panic is a much better way of traveling. Said no one ever. It, 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 he was terrible. He was god awful terrible. And I don't know what to say about it. It was just, it was. He, who were we talking about earlier that, that had, oh, uh, Sean McGuire in Winnipeg? Yeah. It got like 50 yards passing or 38 yards passing. Is that what you're talking about? He actually, I looked it up. He ended up with 149. 
Oh, did he? Okay, Anthony yes. Pipkin, Antonio Pipkin had 111 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. 111 yards. How do you do that? That's a great sounding future. I, yeah, I'm, I'm banking my franchise on this putt. Okay. This dude now, can't, Cornelius he can't play. Taylor, Taylor Cornelius, who actually threw for 160 yards, which was not exactly impressive either. But here's the important stat. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions. And they both threw for under 50% completion. This was a fucking disaster of a game. Attendance was 6,000 people. And it was absolutely brutal. I can't believe I wasted my time watching it. Edmonton was victorious, 13-7. to I honestly believe there would be more exciting NFL games. William, you take this one away with your zero points. William, you ready? Well, yeah, I heard you. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't watch this game. I can't watch football on a Tuesday, especially with Toronto and Edmonton when they both played three days ago, for fuck's sake, okay? How how ridiculous is that? What if these two teams, what if these two teams were contenders? Okay, what if Edmonton is right up there in the standings and Toronto was as well, and they're playing? I think Edmonton Edmonton plays three games in seven days or something stupid like that. Like how crazy is that? They put. They play Saturday, then they play Tuesday, and then they play this Friday. Right. Just dumb. Anyways, they should have never let should, that happen. They, no, they should have given Toronto the win because Edmonton COVID is out and, and just be done. I agree. There's no replaying this game. This is absolutely stupid. Yep, it was. It was indeed. So... Anyways, I didn't. I watched. I think I watched. I think I watched ten minutes of it, and that was it. So, this wasn't so bad for Toronto. They they actually they played two games, and they played Friday and then Saturday, or Friday and then Tuesday. So they had an extra day off, and then they got. Uh, a double buy. They have a buy in the last week of the season. What happened here? Yeah, they lost this one. But they in a Hamilton game, they locked up first place. So they it was a mean-nothing game for them. And they, they rested their starter, and they put in Antonio Pip. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Future of this boy. Terrible game. Charles, terrible game. 
this was a garbage game. I got to admit, a lot of last night I was kind of preoccupied with other events, mainly seeing uh, whether the city I was going to live in was going to be washed off the face of the earth. Um, but uh, I did see parts of it. It was crap. And I want to correct you. You said that the Eskimos are playing three games in two weeks. The Eskimos are playing, or sorry, Elk. Jeez, I'm still calling them Eskimos. The Elks are playing three games in six days. They played last yes. Saturday. They, yes? Yes. That's seven days, actually. The Elks? Well, no, they played, they, they played Saturday. Then they played Tuesday. Then they're playing Friday. Right. So if they okay, played Friday played and then days, they played Friday. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But still, six, it's seven, seven days. days Three games in seven days is ridiculous. Football is not meant to be played at that level that that few days of rest. Because literally, they're going to be traveling to BC probably tomorrow, and they just probably got home this morning. So they come home, they do their laundry, and they leave. Pia, uh, I, if I'm the Eskimos, I wouldn't even play this last game. It's ridiculous. They're not making the playoffs. The Lions aren't making playoffs. I think I called them the Eskimos again, the Elk. Um, but, I mean, come on. They've played uh, uh, two games in four days. Now they're going to play a game three days later? Well, um, does, why don't they just go out and, like, hit them with baseball bats in the parking lot before the game? It's going to be the same result. The human body doesn't work like that. They're, i got to think that the Elk, I got it right that time, are going to play nothing but second stringers on Friday. Because their starters are probably all dead from playing two games in four days already. But, but whatever. It's ridiculous. It is. It's totally ridiculous. And this game was just absolutely pathetic. And uh, we're going to let it go and carry on. Friday is probably going to be okay, worse. So, yeah, maybe BC's going to win. <laughs> well, that's the only saving grace. Yeah, BC might win. They haven't. There's seven games in a row they've lost. Seven fucking games. They, they still had a chance at the playoffs. Yeah. They still had. They still had a chance at the. How crazy is that? Shitty year. Shitty year. Okay, so the the panel of standings has CJ in top spot at at forty five forty points. And we have a tie for second place with, between William and Charles at 44-22. This is close. You're 100, 120 points, 118 points behind CJ. This is a tough race going into the final four games. You guys better get it right. You better get it right. Anything can happen right now. Anything can happen. I'm just I'm I'm really happy I was in top spot for a couple of three weeks. Uh, anyhow, uh, first game up, we have the Ottawa Red Blacks into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Yeah, I'm just going to put down Montreal, Montreal, and Montreal. Okay, Charles, who are you going to pick? Well, quite frankly, I think, the, I mean, Montreal looks like they're going to be second place. And um, but they, they don't know that uh, yet. Might, they don't know that, so they're probably not going to be resting their uh, 
their starters, oh. so or at least not totally. So they should be able to pound Ottawa. They they should be able to step on them. So to me, this is an obvious Montreal win. Uh, fifth with fifty-four points. Isn't this the fourth time they played Ottawa? Yep. Talk about getting the luck of the draw there. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't locked up second place or first. I know. But Montreal's going to win this one. Okay. Give me a score. Give me a combined score. Uh, 52. 52 points. 52. And, William, who are you going to take on this one? Ottawa? Montreal. Okay. So, so... So it doesn't matter if I lose by one point or I lose by 250 points, does it? No. A loss okay. Loss. Ottawa, 43, baby. Are you shitting me? I wasn't yeah, shitting you. For, he's swinging for the fences because he's trying to win. There you go. Good luck. Um, there's there's, there's there's better games in here to play for that. Um, okay, uh, CJ, I'm going to take Montreal. Montreal's got something to play for, and they're going to go for it. They're going to do it, but it's not going to be that highest scoring game. I'm going down at the 40-point mark. Uh, I wouldn't take Ottawa game. if they were playing a high school team. No, 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 no. Uh, now we've got the two cellar dwellers in the Western Division playing off for the final game. We have the Edmonton Elks and the British Columbia Lions. In BC, not that the field advantage has meant anything to them this year because, oh my God, have you looked at BC's home record? One win. One in five. And I think, I think we're lucky to have that one win. I think it was Ottawa. One win was against Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. very sad. Uh, okay. So, go ahead, Charles. No, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll say what I'm going to say in a minute. But go on. Okay. So finish. we're we're picking we're we're BC Lions against the Edmonton Elks. Charles, you got to take BC because you have all year, and this they might actually win this game. I think BC's going to win this year mainly because the the Elk are going to be dead by the end of this game playing their third time in seven days. I remember the days when BC almost never lost at home. Remember they would come in here and they pretty much beat everyone that come here. And I remember hearing all the Eastern teams whining, oh, it's 10.30 our time when we start. Funny how you don't hear those complaints anymore. But I think BC's going to win this game. I'm sorry. They should. They better win this game. This is a team <laughs> playing their third game in seven days. It's ridiculous that they're even playing this game. And these guys, I mean, these guys got to be out of cast. And you think about this. They, in the, between this game and the Toronto game, which they played yesterday, they also had to fly across country because they were playing yeah. back east. So yeah. these guys, are, there's no way that Edmonton should be winning this game because, A, they're a pretty bad team to start with, and I don't know how they have any energy. 
So I'm going to pick BC. I mean, I would have done it regardless, but I honestly think they're going to win this one. But I think uh, I pick BC uh, 42 points. William. BC, 43 points. Oh, I thought for sure he was going to pick Edmonton, but he doesn't pick Edmonton, so. I've taken, no, no, I've taken Edmonton the last two fucking weeks in a row. Hmm. Because they were playing Saskatchewan. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, CJ is going to take BC just because I have to take BC, and I honestly think they're going to win. I don't think it's – I'm not seeing a high-scoring game. I'm not seeing BC putting up a lot of numbers. Uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, 39. BC, 39. Um, the next game is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to play the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Saskatchewan is not that good of a team, and they have nothing to play for. Hamilton will not have anything to play for in this game. Is that correct? Well, that will depend whether or not Montreal wins, because if Montreal wins, they can't catch them for second place. But I believe if Montreal loses, then Hamilton could still get second place. Uh, well, they, they both have seven yeah. wins. They both have, they both have seven wins, yeah. So if Montreal wins, so if, then Hamilton has to win. Right, okay. So, place. And if Montreal loses... Then Hamilton, still Hamilton will win. clinch because no, because I think they've got no, because I believe Hamilton has the the tiebreaker. Do they? Well, I'm guessing right because right now they're listed in second place, and they both have 14 points. So Hamilton, I'm guessing, must have the tiebreaker because they're ranked higher in the standings. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to argue with that. It's yeah. sound logic. Okay, so it, Montreal has to win, and they're playing Ottawa, and we all believe that they will, including Will. Will believes that they're going to play win too. He's gone off and picked Ottawa just because of something. I don't know. He actually thinks he's going to win. Okay. Um, yes, it's a must-win game for Hamilton. Calgary or Saskatchewan, it's not. Cody Fajardo's not going to be playing. It's going to be a blah, 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 blah. Who are you going to pick, Charles? I got to go with Hamilton this one for the same reason I picked uh, Winnipeg to lose last week because Saskatchewan's um, rested a bunch of their starters. You've got a team that will be motivated against a team that pretty much doesn't care and is full of backups. So I'm taking Hamilton to win this game um, 40 points. 40 points on the nose. 40 points. Okay, William, what are you going to do here? You're well, you know what? Because you won't pick Saskatchewan. 
Well, Hamilton's going to play their second-string quarterback who's better than their first-string quarterback, so I'm going to pick Hamilton. And and Saskatchewan isn't going to play anybody. So um, Hamilton, Hamilton 47. Okay, uh, BC is going to take – or BC. CJ is going to take Hamilton, and I'm going 52 points. Going on the high side of this one. The last game, the last game of the 2021 CFL regular season is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Calgary to play the Stampeders. Neither team has anything to play for. Neither team will be playing their starters. Neither team cares. Who gives a shit? William, you get to pick this first. What are you going to do? Um, well, once again, Calgary's not going to play their starting quarterback, but their second string could be better than their starting quarterback. Um, I'm going to pick Calgary. Let's go 38. Okay. Charles, what are you going to do here? Hmm. This is a glorified exhibition game. Uh, this really means nothing to either team except for bragging rights. Uh, I'm going to guess the Bombers are starting Sean McGuire again. And Calgary may yeah. be starting Jake Mayer. I'll take Jake Mayer yeah. over um, Sean McGuire any day of the week. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Calgary to win uh, 44 points. Okay, I'm going to take Calgary as well, and I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go on 48 points. Um, the one thing that we neglected to say in this BC-Edmonton game for us picking BC straight across the board, Nathan Rourke is starting. Yep. For BC. So I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, Why? I want to see what he can do with an entire game. Why? 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 Because I think he's yeah. in the same caliber uh, or the same no, category no, no, right no, now no, as no, Jake no, Mayer. No, no, no. Why well, is why he, he starting, starting him? Just to give him some playing time, I think. It was some playing time. It means nothing to BC. Oh, okay. Don't let him play. No point getting it's not because Riley, Mike Riley is up again for no reason. Yeah, but I, I've would, yeah, I imagine Riley would be backing up. I've always been. I've always been a philosophy. If it's not a if it's not a must game or it's not an important game, you don't really get a feel for what a guy can do. Sorry, uh, not arguing, but it's experience any way you look at it, right? We're, it, it's not so much that we're we're looking at him to see what he can do. It's he gets some playing time. He gets some real real life snaps. You can't you can't practice that. Mm-hmm. And, and let's face it, Mike Riley is getting older. We believe he's coming back next year. We do. But we also don't know how many games he's going to be able to play. So, you know, you want to see the kid get some action. Yep. I mean, he, he started week one. 
and actually, in my opinion, played pretty good. Okay, so that's the end of that. It's over. It's in the bag. Sparky, it's up to you. Put it together. Ah, the teams named their CFL award picks. Should be interesting. Let's go find them. I, I noticed that you didn't send the agenda to Sparky this week. He was pretty excited about yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it on the right chat. Okay. Uh, okay, so these are the award nominees. Okay, now we've got all sorts of different things and boom, 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 boom. Okay, we're going to start in the West. BC Lions on the West. West. Uh, MOP is Lucky Whitehead. Best defensive is Polo Combo. Best Canadian is Polo Combo. Really? <laughs> Offensive lineman is Kent Perk. Who's that? Special teams is Stefan Flintloff. I don't know who that is. And the rookie is Jordan Williams. That's by default. The notes a unanimous selection. Okay. Um, in for the Elks. James Wilder is their MOP. Uh, Derek Moncrief, Sean White, best Canadian. Matt O'Donnell, offensive lineman, special team, Sean White. Uh, rookie is Niles Morgan. So these are these are put out by the, the sports writers, aren't they? This isn't no, the team action. The team. No, these are the team no, nominations. These are the team nominations, and the sports writers are the ones that determine the finalists for each division. So then how is it unanimous selection? I guess by the team. The team's going to do what the president or the coach wants them to do. So I don't believe that. I think that it would be unanimous no matter what. Uh, Winners were selected by the respective CFL cities, voting members of the Football Reporters of Canada. Okay, so that oh, means that okay, you're right. Okay, the 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 BC players were picked by the BC sports writers. Edmonton was picked by the Edmonton sports writers. Okay, that's yeah, the way I see right. this. And and then the finals are going to be done by all the sports writers in Canada. Okay, uh, Niles Morgan. Uh, Calgary Stampeders, uh, Kadeem Perry is your MOP. Mike Rose is defense. Derek Wigan is the can- top Canadian. Sean Cuban is defensive one. And is your special teams. Isaac Adamian Berglug. Is that really a word? Okay. Uh, Saskatchewan, Cody. You want to talk about these as we go? We might as well. Uh, anything on, on BC, Lucky Whitehead is the MOP, Bo Conco is Canadian and defensive line. The other three guys I never heard of. So, Well, Jordan Williams, uh, he, he, I think he might win yeah, the, uh, sorry. Rookie of the, the Rookie yeah, of the Year. I think he'll win. Yeah. I think he'll win. Flintoff. He should. Yeah. yeah. Flintoff he was is the number one, he, he was the number one pick Ron. in 2019, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, 2020. Jordan Williams? Yeah, Jordan Williams. Yeah. He was the first overall pick, pick, as a matter of fact. Yeah, 2019. 
That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's paying okay. off. For once, the uh, first yeah. overall pick means something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Flintoff, that's a punter. He's winning that by default because who the hell else are you going to give it to for a special team? For BP. Yeah. yeah. Field goal kicker. Field goal kicker. Give it to Camacho. Which one? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I'll give it to the Japanese guy at the beginning. They give it to Suzuki. Oh, um, God. Pulled okay. a combo was obvious so, for both of those, and so was Lucky Whitehead. Yeah. I, it's kind of weird how we haven't seen any quarterbacks here. Um, nope. We will, eventually. Edmonton Elks, John, uh, James Wilder Jr., hard to argue with that one, isn't it? Derek Moncrief, Sean White, Matt O'Donnell. I mean, I can't argue with any of these. With with the Elks, uh, Williams, speak up on your. You think the key, uh, Kadeem Carey was your number, your MOP player? You know what? It could have been him or Kamar Kamar Jordan. Okay, he had another a good comeback year. Um, but Kadeem mm-hmm. Carey seems to be the 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 stick that stirs the drink. Um, who okay. else did they throw in there? Mike Rose on defense. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually he's not considered a rookie, but this is his first year. I don't know why he's not considered a rookie. Um, he's been outstanding, so I don't. Uh, Derek with that. Wigan. Derek he's Wigan. He, yeah, he's about the only Canadian that stuck out this year. He basically took over for the guys that have left in the past two years. So yeah, I could I don't mind that. Either, yeah, I would say him for sure. Renee Paradise is your special team player. That's pretty obvious. And Isaiah, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, he's a rookie Canadian defensive lineman. He played. He's played well too. He's been hurt a lot of the okay. season, but um, yeah, they, could have, they could have picked. They could have picked Derek Sankey as well, but uh, mm-hmm. he's there been a linebacker. But they didn't. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with those. So, picks. That, is Sankey's first year? Yes. He did. He was not playing like it was his first year. No, not from what I saw. And I don't know. I he's not in the he's not in the rookie running either. So I don't know why. Nope. There's something. There's something oh. about it. I don't know. Maybe he went somewhere okay. else for a cup of coffee. I don't know why. Saskatchewan Rough Riders MOP candidate is Cody Fajardo. Uh, I guess Phil Miller was voting on this. Uh, defensive player is Lucien Purifoy. Yeah, yeah. In a decade, uh, in a decade Yeah, in a, in a decade. Top Canadian is Mika Turtz. Tits. Looks like tits. Uh, offensive lineman is Dan Clark. Special teams is Brent Lawther. Uh, rookie is Tian Schaefer Baker. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I, I don't see the point in talking about Saskatchewan. Do you? Anybody want to speak up? Mm, that's about what I thought. Okay. Winnipeg, Zach Caleros, MOP player. 
Top defensive player, Adam Big Hill. Top Canadian is Nick Dembski. Offensive lineman is Stanley Bryant. Special teams is Mike Miller. And rookie is Dondre Alford. Uh, yeah. I agree with all of them. I don't know who DeAndre Alford is. So I, I think, I personally no. think that uh, Calera should be the MVP overall. Probably. 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 And interesting, Adam Bingo so. gets top defensive player, not uh, Willie Jefferson or Jackson Jeffcoat. I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, I, mean, I think he's had a great year, but yeah. It wasn't unanimous. No. I know it wasn't. But Zach Caleros wasn't, and that kind of confuses me. Well, they probably... I guess somebody over there wanted Willie Jefferson. Well, no, they were probably thinking, what's his name? The receiver. What's the receiver's name? Oh, uh... He's played well this year. Yeah, yeah, he's played well this year. Mm, Okay. So it could have been him as well. Okay, now we... Now we go over to Hamilton, and this is kind of funny, okay? Hamilton's MOP player. Are you looking at this? Can you guys guess, or do you know? Don't say it if you know. I'm looking at it. I know, I know who it is. I'm looking at it. I don't William, know who is it. You want to guess? I don't know. Simone Lawrence. Who is it? Simone, Simone Lawrence. Lawrence. Really? Pretty sad state of affairs if that's your your top player. Yeah. And you said the sports right the sports writers pick this guy pick these guys. Yep. Is that right? Yep. So so yep. Simone, not only was he Simone the MLB, Lawrence, but it was unanimous. So Simone Lawrence unanimous selected. Simone Lawrence caught the reporters fucking a goat. Obviously. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Here's the one that here's the one that bothers me. Okay, you know, because I'm always looking for something that's interesting here. Simone Lawrence is the MOP unanimous decision from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but he's not the unanimous decision for defensive player. Yeah. How In what fucking world does that make sense? <laughs> Oh, God. I'm having too much fun with this. Uh, okay, top Canadian was uh, 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 Tundi Aleliki. Tundi Adeliki. Yeah, Tundra. Okay, we'll just call him Tundra. Uh, offensive lineman is Brandon Riesenberg. Uh, special teams is Nick Cross. I don't know who that is. And rookie is Desmond Lawrence. Okay, yeah, fuck. Let's just go on to Toronto. There's nothing. How do, how does he not get unanimous selection for defensive player? You're going to pick the guy to be MOP, but he's not the best defensive player? There's yeah, gotta I be don't one, understand that. One reporter there, one reporter there that was doing mushrooms, okay? Because <laughs> something's wrong. Uh, in Toronto, we have the MOP candidate of McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Fuck, that's sad. Defensive Are you player, kidding me? Dexter McCoyle. 
No, who else is it? Dexter McCoyle Sr. Top Canadian is... Curly Curly Glitton. Curly, yeah, so we got a senior, we got a junior. Uh, Offensive lineman is Peter Nicastro. Uh, Special teams, Boris Beattie. Yeah, good, I got that one. Uh, And rookie is Peter Nicastro. So offensive lineman and rookie are the same guy. They're, they're the number one team in the Eastern Division. How did they do that? Just to play at Ottawa. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Ottawa, MOP candidate is Devontae Dedman. He's a special teams player. Yep. Your MOP candidate is a special teams player. You do know that that is never... You know that that's never happened in the history of the CFL, right? And he's also and he's also out for the season. <laughs> oh, this makes so much sense. Defensive player, and I believe he was hurt here earlier in the season too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, top Canadian is Lewis Ward. Offensive lineman is Mark. Cote? Corte. Uh, special teams player is Devontae Dedman again. Unanimous selection on a special teams player. You'd think that Lewis Ward would have had a vote or two. Um, and a rookie is Ryan Davis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Montreal. So, just to point out here. Oh. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm just going to point out go this. Ahead, this, is, this is the reverse of Simone Lawrence and Hamilton, where special teams, Devontae Dedman was unanimous uh, for a special team player, but not unanimous for the most outstanding player. Begs to differ, begs to uh, ask the question, who the hell else did they uh, nominate for most outstanding player in Ottawa? <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Oh, I, I bet would you have been an ideal. Probably that quarterback that played three games. Yeah, he would have been ideal if he hadn't got hurt. Okay. Yeah. And I'm talking about Dominic Davis. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say Matt that. Matt Nichols is our nominee. Yeah, and it could have been. Yep. They should have just put okay. Matt, Nich- Matt Nichols' name on there just to see what people said. Okay, Montreal Alouettes, the last team. Player, MOP candidate is William Stanback. <laughs> no one can argue with that. Obvious, Top defensive player is, is David Menard. Top Canadian is David Menard. Top offensive lineman is Landon Rice. Special teams is David Cote. Rookie is David Cote. William Stanback was unanimous. Yep. He'll be a finalist for sure, I would think. I Yeah, probably. Well, he ain't okay, no Mike Pringle, but Monty he'll be a Denman. finalist. Yeah, but he's against Simone Lawrence, McLeod, Bethel Thompson, Devontae Dedman, and 
William Sandek? William Sandek should win this hands down. He's not gonna he's not gonna beat Zach Caleros. Who picks the finalists? The sports writers. I think it's Canada. sports writers again. All, all, all of them. I'm hoping I'm hoping they weren't all at the same party Simone was at. <laughs> with the goat? Jesus. With the goat, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that was Hamilton exclusive. I I mean, how do you pick Simone Lawrence? Wouldn't you wouldn't you, I, I know who's pissed off about that. I bet you Brandon Banks is just beside himself. Brandon Banks is saying that he is the number one player mm-hmm. on that team and he should have got that nomination. He's really pissed about this. Have you checked his Twitter? I'm banned. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll deal with the, the who actually wins next week. Is that what we're going to do? Or, or should we pick who we yeah. think we're going to who is going to be the Western nomination for these? Okay. Yeah, Let's we can do that. that. MOP. Let's see, we're, we're, we're going to run out of time on our list, but so what? We're having fun. That's okay. Who cares? Uh, MOP nominee, uh, nominee is, uh, in my opinion, is between, in the West is between Zach Caleros and uh, James Wilder Jr. No. <laughs> Zach Caleros is going to win the MOP. Can you see anybody else? Cody Fajardo, nope. Team Carey. No, that's gonna happen. No, okay, hundred uh, percent. Nope. Top defensive player, uh, Adam Big Hill. Yep, I'm going. That would be my pick. Yeah. You're you're not gonna go with Bola Combo? He actually has had a good year, but I just don't see them giving it to a guy on a losing team. Too no, okay, top Canadian. Bola Combo, Sean White, uh, Derek Wigan, uh, Micah Turch, uh, Nick Dembski. Uh, that's, that's our choice. I almost think it's going to be Dembski. Yeah, I was going to say I could see that. I would agree. Dembski. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, special teams. Uh, well, it's not going to be BC. Uh, Sean White, Renee Paradis, Brent Lother, Mike Miller. That's our choices. I'm going with Renee uh, Paradis. He's been the most consistent kicker. Yep. I kind of have to agree. I, I, I can't argue with that. I really cannot argue with that. As far as kickers go. Uh, and yep. the rookie, Alfred in Winnipeg, uh, Schaefer Baker in Saskatchewan, Isaac in hands uh, down. Calgary. Hands, hands down the guy in BC. Jordan Williams. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan yep. Williams. Okay. Okay, here we go. And in the Eastern Division, I don't know if this is going to be easier or harder. MOP candidate, Simone Lawrence, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Devontae Dedman, and William Stanback. 
William Stanback. Yeah, I can't argue. Not going to yeah, do that. Defensive I, I, players. Go ahead, Charles. Say something. No, I'm just saying. I I agree. I agree. William Stanback. Yeah, you, you, I can't you, can't, you cannot argue with that. No, no, no. Uh, in defensive player, we got in Montreal David Menard, Avery Williams, uh, Dexter McCoy, and Simone Lawrence. I'm going to go with the non-unanimous Simone Lawrence. The non-unanimous. Give me my pick. Really? Yep. You know what? I got to agree with Charles. Yeah. I don't like him. I, I don't I'm, like I'm, him as a player, but. He's had a good year. But then I also like Dexter McCoy. But I'll take Simone. Yeah. I'll agree with you guys. Make that unanimous decision with Simone Lawrence here. Okay, uh, offensive lineman Brandon Rievenberg, uh, Peter Nicasco, Nicastro, uh, Mark Corte, and Landon Rice. I'm going to go with Brandon Rievenberg here. Hey, we didn't pick. Did we pick the offensive lineman for the West? We didn't. Yes. I don't think we did, did sure? we? we did. No, we didn't. You sure? Yep. No, yeah, we I'm didn't. sure, yeah. Okay, we can do that right now if you want. Kent Perkins, which I don't believe that. Matt O'Donnell, uh, Sean McEwen, Dan Clark, Stanley Bryant. I'm going with Stanley Bryant myself. And I would concur. And I'm going with Sean McEwen. Sean McEwen in Calgary. Uh, yep. Okay, offensive lineman is Brent. I went with Brandon Rievenberg. Do you want the other ones again? Peter Nicastro, Devontae Dedman, and David Coke. No, uh, Landon Rice. And Mark Coke in in Ottawa. Sorry, not Devontae Dedman. The first guy, the, the guy you said, I guess is fine. Brandon Rievenberg. I don't. He's one of the top linemen in the league. Yep. Okay. Special teams: uh, Nick Cross, Boris. Did we do the Canadian Devontae for the East? Stop that! No. Sorry. Quit messing me up here. Hey, well, did, yeah, we did, not, didn't we? No, we didn't. Not that you said for the East. Okay, in, yes, for the East. Okay, in, top Canadian in Hamilton is this Tundra. Tundra uh, Delicate. Delicate, yeah. Him. Curly Gittins, Jr. Louis uh, <laughs> Ward. You want to do this, Will? No. David Menard. Top Canadian, please. I'm going with Tunday. I'm going, uh, for me, it's going to be a toss-up between Curly Gittins Jr. and David Menard. I'm going with David Menard. We're all over the map on this one. Who are you going to take, Charles? Pick somebody. You did. 
I'll be different. I'll go. I'll go with Cody Gittins Jr. from Toronto. He's actually had a good year at receiver. Okay. Okay. So that's the one that we're not unanimous. We're not even. We're all over the board on. Okay. Now yep. can we do special teams? The special teams now. David Kote, sure. De- Devontae Dedman, Boris Beatty, and who's that Hamilton guy? Nick Cross. You know what? I'm going to give Ottawa finally a win on something. I'm going to go with Devontae Dedman. I was just ditto, the same ditto thing, for me. Ditto, ditto for me too. Yeah. Okay. So that's unanimous. Okay. Uh, rookie Desmond Lawrence, Peter Nicastro, Ryan Davis, or David Cote. Now, Peter Nicastro and David Cote were also nominated in their particular category. You know what I mean? I'll go with Nicastro. I'll go with Nicastro. Peter Nicastro? What are you going to do here, Charles? I think I will go with David Cote. And I'm going to go with Nicastro. Defensive lineman over a special teamer every time. Okay, now we've just like blown right through this show. I, oh, I want to deal with, I want to play with this. I want to play with this. CFL. CFL apologizes after you, you, you picked the, the wrong link, but that's okay. Oh. C- CFL issues an apology after official dropped the F-bomb during the game. He was caught on live mic on national television saying, fucking Saskatchewan. Okay? Did you guys hear it? I did, yes. <laughs> fucking Saskatchewan. I, it was I, funny. I personally think I'm voting for him as official of the year. <laughs> okay. I, I think he should. I think he should be head of the officials. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give him fucking Ambrosie's job. Let's make him commissioner. Tom Ballacy. Um. The the article that I wanted. Was that Saskatchewan said Saskatchewan accepts the apology, or or something like that, right? Where, where did I have it? I had that in over here. It was in the pool chat. Um, we have too much stuff on that. That's not fair. We've got all this flood shit. Didn't I post it up and said we need to have this? Yeah, you did. I'm just uh, seeing if I can scroll through to find it. Uh, here it is. Uh, I'll post it in the main uh, show chat here. Uh, go there. Those are on fire. There it is. Okay. CFL official 
who used an F-bomb into an open mic on Saturday in Saskatchewan has been fined by the league. Tom Vallisey will not miss any assignment for his action. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are satisfied with the handling of the situation. Like, fuck, Saskatchewan should be fined every second Tuesday. Um, how... <laughs> This is a morally and ethically bankrupt organization, and they're satisfied with the handle. Who cares? Uh, I, I'm totally beside myself on this one. I just, like, Saskatchewan has an opinion on morals. Does anybody else find some irony in this, or am I just on my own? Kind of ironic, yeah. I personally thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. I mean, shit. Uh, William? Once again, once again, political correctness raises its ugly head. Okay? I have no problem with someone saying that in the heat of the moment. You know what I mean? Like, he's human. Give him a fucking break. Like, really. I got left on by accident. And you just know I, I the, the next time if that comes. No. Sorry, go on. I'll let Will finish. No, no. The, C, okay. the CFL did did it the right way. Right. So now they did. But um, do you, do you remember the circumstances behind this? What this happened? How this happened? They had called a no. timeout, what? I believe, at some point. It was the start of the second half, and Saskatchewan wasn't ready to play football. So they called a timeout. Is that not what happened? I'm not sure. It may have been. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, they, they weren't ready to field a team. And, and the guy, you know, it's just like, okay, you're coming out of the locker room. You, you guys know exactly you've been talking for 20 minutes about what you're supposed to be doing right now, and you can't get your shit together. I, I don't blame them. I honestly, I don't blame him. I'd have been annoyed too. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand why you have to make an apology. But anyhow, I'm sure. Okay. Whatever happened there, let's move on next one. Because I was funny. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, CFL rejects a contract with Nate Hawley due to violence oh, against women policy. I was hoping you'd talk about that. I was hoping okay. you'd talk about this. Okay, go ahead. This. Talk about it. What would um, you like to say? CFL did, CFL did the right thing once again. Okay, he was acquitted of the earlier charges. Okay. But there are some current allegations running. Yep. So it may end up in more charges. So, I mean, there's no place for there's no place for a guy there's no place for that stuff nowadays. I'm sorry. And I agree with I me. Mean, I mean, I'd love to hear the circumstances more so because sometimes I think we get a bad rap, but you know, the CFL did the right thing, in my opinion. Hundred percent agree with it. 
I want to know why so. why clubs, football franchises in Canada continue to try to sign these people. This is the Toronto Argonauts. I actually wanted to see what team it was that did it. So the Toronto Argonauts tried to sign this Nate Hawley, who was with the uh, Stamps in 2019, right? Had a hell of a yes, uh, he was. campaign, and, if I remember. And, and, his, and his twin brother, Nick, is currently with the Stampeders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he went down and he played with the, the Miami Dolphins in 2020, played three games. Yeah. You know, and then he gets caught beating on some female. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I absolutely don't. Zero There's sympathy. There's only a couple of people. That, no. This, this is number three on my list of things that you absolutely do not do. Okay? Number three. Can I ask? And that's pretty high. Can I ask what the, can I ask what the other two are? What well, right, Do you really want to know? Yes, I do. What's that? Yes, Pedophiles and animal abusers. Okay. I, I don't okay, think there's a, a one, two, three. I don't think there's a one, two, three. I think they're all combined with, one with a, one pedophiles B, on C. the top. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, I just we're running out of time here, and uh, Hamilton's playing. Yeah, there's nothing going to happen. Uh, power rankings, I don't give a shit about. Um I'm on. I'm, I'm currently on a in Facebook jail for thirty days. Thirty really? days. I'm in Facebook jail. Yeah. And you want to know what? Do you know Owen Owen Sinclair, Calgary San Peter fan? Uh, no. I know yeah, the name. He's a super super nice guy. I, I talk to him all the time. Um, he's got a handlebar mustache. Anyhow, beside the point, he put up a post that said it had a dog that was freezing outside, and it said, if your dog's outside when the weather's like this, you're an asshole. And I made a comment on it that said that I am an asshole, but I would never leave my dogs outside. My dogs have a nicer home than a lot of people do. In fact, they eat better than most people. And uh, you fuck with my dog, and I'll kill you. And I guess the and yeah. I'll kill you part yeah. got me banned. Of course it. Uh, it's the truth. You fuck with my dog, I'll kill you. Yeah. Okay, but I understand why you got banned. Yeah. It wasn't a direct threat to anybody. It wasn't at all. I appealed the process, and it uh, it they didn't like it at all. But do, do you disagree with me? I don't know. When no. You don't have any animals. Do you, Will? No, sir. But but my my family, my 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 stepson rescued a dog about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, because there is some idiot on a farm beating the shit out of this dog. So I'd my stepson him. came off. My stepson came off the steel and said, "Hey, you do that again, and we're going to have a problem." And then at the end of the day, he put the dog in his truck and drove away. Good for him. And he found okay, and he found a family show. and he found a family for it. The so. show's show over. I gotta do this. Let's talk CFL podcast episode four sixty three in the books. Christopher Jones saying good night. Uh final week of football, go watch it. Uh Charles say good night. I good think night, we're over. Folks, talk to go you ahead, next quick. week.
Will, do it quick. Good night. Good night, folks. Watch football this weekend. Bye. <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.